want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. It's another edition of the show. It's another Friday. It is August. It is 2023. It is beautiful outside. And I am appreciative that you guys once again have found me, whether you found me in any streaming service, uh, be it Audible, Amazon, Spotify, whatever, or on HighPodOmDad.com. Come back, like, subscribe, bookmark, all that good stuff. I appreciate it. Every Friday, we have new podcasts. Every Wednesday. Every Monday, new blogs on highblogomdad.com. So, yeah, that's where you find me. That's where you find all my stories. And as you guys know, I love telling these stories. And I love talking about my family and my life and my son, uh, who is nonverbal with autism. If you are new here, let me just give you guys a quick explanation of some things that um, I've talked about in the past, but it's always good to give a refresher. So even if you've been here every single week, just to know what's up. I write about my life and I write about parenting. And initially it always started off as a parenting blog. It was about my daughter, who I think at the time, God, was like nine, like she was little. It's back in 2017, February, I started doing this thing. And then I had my son who was tiny too, and he was nonverbal and it was a whole story about everything. But as time has moved on and as my kids have grown and as my life has evolved, I've, I've been divorced and you know all these different things, career changes, uh, books released, great stuff like that. Things change and you evolve a little bit. And as I've talked before, my daughter is now a teenager, which is, you know, crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. So I don't, I don't write too much about her. Uh, anymore in the blogs, uh, unless I get permission. And I do get permission sometimes from her to use her image, use her name, you know, use a story. But I don't know, I've always been really big on that. And I think if you're listening to this, and you are a parenting blogger, and I know that we have listeners and readers who are parenting bloggers, that was one of the things that I went out of my way initially to make sure I never did. I never wanted to betray her trust or embarrass her. This is supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be talking about life and everything we do. And for teenagers, sometimes things that aren't embarrassing are kind of embarrassing. So I stopped doing that. And I think years ago, I realized that I had written something about her. And she's like, why would you write that? I'm like, oh, I didn't think it was bad. She's like, yeah, but I don't want anybody to see it. I said, oh, sorry. So I don't do that. So now a lot of the focus has been on my son, who, and again, since starting this blog, things evolve and things change. And if you go back in time and you read through some of the archives of High Blog I'm Dad, you'll see my evolving, I don't want to say acceptance of autism. Maybe appreciation is a good word to put. I go out of my way to emphasize autism appreciation. It's a completely different thing. It's, it's not autism awareness, which I know we've all heard about ad nauseum. And initially, autism awareness was always this great thing. Everybody was excited and you got blue and puzzle pieces and it's April and hip hip hooray. But then as time went on, people started to get resentful of autism awareness. They, you know, why, why people should be aware anyway. And for some reason, that became a bad thing. And I get it. 
Um, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, where it was associated with, past history, things like that. I get it. And it became about autism acceptance. And I'm, I'm big on autism acceptance as well, but I still think that acceptance sounds good compared to awareness. But acceptance on its own, not so great. Acceptance, eh, I'll accept it, you know. Will you accept this gift? Just accept it, all right? Just accept the, uh, accept the gratitude. Things like that. Like you tell somebody to begrudgingly accept things. So I always felt kind of weird about that too. But I accepted that my son had autism. And that was something that I was doing before I even began the blog, which was hard. And I got to be honest with you guys, for a long time, I was just talking this past week about that with someone that there was a time where I couldn't accept it. And it wasn't for a negative reason. People typically when they hear certain things, they go back and they try to make sense of it, right? So if you say, I didn't fully accept that my son had autism at first, people hear that as a negative. They think I'm, I'm not proud of him or I was upset with him or embarrassed by him, all these different emotions that come out because at the end of the day, when you have a child with special needs, when you have a child who is, um, you know, perhaps nonverbal, um, struggling with some life skills, as my son is, my son is, He's not just nonverbal, but there are definitely things that are outside of his understanding still, things we have to work on with him. I've said it before, chronic issues that for the rest of his life, my son is going to require care and require assistance and require someone around him. And it is it puts stress on me as one of his parents, and it puts stress on um, you know, even like school and things like that to make sure that he's taken care of and that things are provided to him to help him live his best life. All of that stuff is important. The lack of acceptance initially, I think, around the time when this blog first came out was the idea that as a parent, you don't know if your child is going to be nonverbal. You don't know if your child really even has autism. You hear it from doctors, you hear it from professionals, but even when they diagnose your kid, there's always that thought of like, are you sure? Because I brought them to two other people that didn't know. And now you seem to know. Like, so it's all these different ideas of who is going to verify it. What does it mean to verify it? How could you say he's nonverbal? He could still talk tomorrow. And then they'll admit to that. I go, is he nonverbal? Yeah, but he might. You know, that, that comes out there. The lack of acceptance that a lot of parents have. And one that I had kind of, I'd, I'd accepted him really before I began the blog, right around then, which is why I kind of started it. It wasn't a lack of acceptance out of, humiliation or, or embarrassment is a lack of acceptance out of concern. I was concerned that my son would one day not have autism. My son would start talking. All of a sudden, all of these worries that we had about him when he was a preschooler and a toddler, you know, we would, we would go through these things. We would listen to doctors and think, okay, yeah, he has autism and he's nonverbal. But then what happens if one day he's not? One day he suddenly starts talking. One day he turns around and he doesn't have autism. I've talked about thinking he might have been deaf at one point. My concern was that one day, after accepting autism and telling everyone that he had autism and he was nonverbal, my son would turn to me and go, yo, why did you tell everyone that I couldn't talk? I had dreams about that. I had dreams that one day my boy is just gonna, you know, be neurotypical and be angry at me for telling people that, <laughs> that he had autism when he was young. It's crazy because you'd wrap your head around every scenario when you're told something like this about your child. You know, this is my only son. It's my boy. He was little. So to hear that and to know that everything was still kind of iffy, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tie my 
my horse to it, as they say. I didn't want that to be something that I, I hung my hat on. I wanted the opportunity for things to hopefully be different. I wanted the opportunity for him to branch out. And I was concerned that if I was to accept these things too soon, that one day I would do him a disservice. This is the craziest thing. And this is something that even as it was happening, I remember, and I think I had written about this at some point, I can't remember which blog entry it was, but I know that at some point or another, I've touched on almost every single thought that I had regarding this throughout all these blog posts. There's you know thousands of them. But I remember when he was little, he started getting services in the house. He got speech. First one was PT. It was physical therapy. He was such a little mush. He was like this little ball of, you know, ball of a boy. You know, his skin was really cute. He was like, um, like a squishmallow, like one of those dolls that you squish. That was my, my son when he was tiny. And we'd get him physical therapy and they would come, they'd play games with him and he would like it and he would enjoy it. And then after physical therapy, it came OT, which was occupational therapy, which as it was explained to me, physical therapy is the bottom half. OT is kind of, you know, the hands and, and pinchers and things like that. Started doing OT. Then he got speech. We had, when he was little, the worst professional out of everybody we've ever dealt with was his first speech teacher who came to our house and was awful. Um, very weird, very rude, very inappropriate lady. Um, and we started dealing with all these people coming out of the house. But the one that got me was when he got special education. One of these in-home aides was a special education teacher and it was called special ed. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that being one of his services because my concern, again, one day he's just going to snap out of this or, or, and here's the thing too, you say snap out of it, quote unquote, and it sounds so dismissive. That wasn't even the thought. I didn't think he was going to you know, snap out of it. I thought something was happening that I wasn't seeing that was preventing him from, from speaking and understanding whether it was a lack of hearing, a lack of something. There was something going on that I just had to find the right doctor to tell me how to get through and do all this stuff. And I thought to myself, and here was how ridiculous I was, that one day my son was going to speak and have no issues and no delays and no challenges. And he was going to be angry that when he was two, I told people he had special education. That was my... That was my fear, my weird, out of nowhere, abstract fear. And I can look back now, years and years later, love my boy, know where he went, know what he's become, and think to myself, yeah, there's a lot to unwrap with that. I don't know how much of it was me not wanting to, you know, necessarily, again, put him in a category that I didn't know if he was in yet. But then also that weird thought of like, is he going to be mad at me one day? I mean, I was really projecting really far into the future and I was putting a lot of pieces uh, into a puzzle that, to be honest with you, they didn't fit. It was, you know, possible one day he was going to be a suit and tie and just turn to me and be like, hey, why'd you tell everyone I can't speak? But the chances of it, not huge. And that, to me, was a big part of autism acceptance. And that, to me... And it's something that I've talked about before when I go through the whole autism appreciation explanation. That to me is a big part of what separates autism awareness, acceptance, and appreciation for an individual, for a parent, for a loved one versus the public at large. The public has to become aware of autism. When the public becomes aware of autism, they understand it and they get it. And if you're out at a, a restaurant or a library or something, maybe not a library, I don't like to let him disrupt people, but if you're somewhere where it's acceptable 
for your child to stim or call out as my son does. He claps, he screams. People are aware. Oh, that's autism. I know what that is. They don't really stare as much. They don't give you as hard of a time. And guess what? That's something that's happening because in the last you know, 10 years since he was a baby, I've seen a jump. I've seen, you know, autism is more widely recognized by people. But for a parent and a loved one, autism awareness means being aware that your kid has autism, figuring it out, not, not overlooking it, not pretending, which is, that's a big one that some people do too, and just kind of being aware, okay, there's something that is going to have to be addressed. And that is incredibly important because that's the first step to making, you know, uh, arrangements, not just changes in their lives, but arrangements, things that your kid might need, services they might need to reach goals. But you have to admit to yourself that your child needs this assistance, because if you stand against it and it doesn't happen, then it just doesn't happen. Uh, In terms of acceptance, acceptance for most people is just accepting that there are people with autism in the world. You share space with them. You accept them into wherever you are. Uh, You're not just aware that they have autism, but you're cool with it. I'm cool. I'm cool that this person has autism. They're around me. Again, sounds weird for the public. There's autism acceptance that everybody loves. It sounds like a begrudging thing. But for a parent, acceptance of, of autism is, like I said, accepting that these struggles and these challenges that my child is facing are not delays. They're not simply, you know, uh, he's slow to catch up, missed milestones. No, I accept this is autism. This is a chance my child is nonverbal, which again, at the end of the day, we always got to bring it back to this one thing that I love and what this blog has allowed me to do, what this podcast has allowed me to do. What I've learned about myself and my child through sharing these things with you guys is autism appreciation. And it's the idea that if I had a magic wand, I wouldn't wave it tomorrow and take away his autism because it's a part of who he is. I would wave a magic wand and help him better understand things. I would wave a magic wand and help his his lessons as he tries to grow be easier for him to get through. But I wouldn't change him as a human being because my son, and sometimes I feel selfish in saying this, is one of the most unique and beautiful people I've ever met. His personality is unlike anybody. The interactions that we have are unlike any I've ever had with any other person. There's something real about it and something uh, visceral and and emotional and, and true in dealing with Lucas. So I appreciate that autism has brought that into my life. And I appreciate the fact that my son's autism provides him with unmistakable character traits that many people never get to have and never get to have someone in their life who demonstrates it. My son is, he's on a different level. I mean that. And I appreciate that about him. And I appreciate the fact that autism gave that to us in our lives. So yeah, do this, man. I'm telling you, anybody out there, if you're struggling, if you're listening to this podcast, if you have a child in your house right now and you're watching them and wondering, is there something off? You know, you found this podcast and you're listening to it, trying to see if I can give you some information. Um, All I can say to you is that the early days of becoming aware that Lucas had autism were difficult and scary and worrisome. And eventually, over time, it doesn't just get better. It becomes everything that you never thought it would be. I never thought we'd be able to live this way. I didn't think I'd be able to accept it. I thought it would destroy my life. And my son has not destroyed my life. He is my life. Him and his sister and you know all the other people in my life that, that I care about. But as far as my kids go, they are everything to me and I couldn't be happier. And yeah. And I want you guys to remember that. I want anybody listening to this who's struggling, just know you're not alone. People have been through it. Uh, And at the end of the day, if you love your child, you love your children, there's nothing you can't do. And having a child who's nonverbal with autism is one of the best ways to prove that 
to yourself. You'll see it. Um, but in the early days, you don't see it yet. It takes a few years to look back and go, hey, hey, not only did we do this, but we're coming out on top. It's been unbelievable. So thank you so much for joining me on my journey. Thank you so much for allowing me to share these things with you, not just telling you about Lucas, but about myself and how I've learned to accept it, how I've learned to appreciate it. And I hope that even if my situation is different than yours, even if there's things that I'm saying that do not fit into what you're dealing with, hopefully you could take small pieces of what I've said here today and hopefully apply it to your own life, apply it to your own family and find some peace, find some happiness and realize that at the end of the day, it's about who we are and nothing truly defines us. It's about our soul and it's about what motivates us as people. And my son, through autism and just through his life, is motivated by some of the most pure and just wonderful motivations there can be. So thank you once again for joining me. Please do me a favor. Come back next Friday, highpodomdad.com. Come back to the blog, highblogomdad.com. We've been killing it. It's been doing great. I appreciate it. Follow us everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, uh, X. It's called X now. I'm on threads. I got all this stuff. I am Hi James Gutman. If you want to find me personally, that's everywhere. Um, Facebook, Hi Blog, I'm Dad. But do me a favor. Don't go away. We got more, more, more to come. And that does it for me. Until next time, James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, Pod. I'm Dad.